Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. Toby McKinnon in the host chair. Dan Malecki with me. The Alabar Vicbred Platinum Mayor's Sprint Championship final is the 17-20 metre dash. I love this little series. And Dan, uh, if I can play one bet in this race, I'd trifecta up an Emma Stewart trifecta, three, four, and 11. I think they're going to control the race. What are your thoughts? Look, probably, uh, from what we've seen, we've got the exposed uh, form from uh, Star Celebrity and then the up-and-comers in high profile. And, and what a delight. Both were very impressive uh, at their last starts. What a delight. Unbeaten, of course. Mark Pitt with the drive. So... We haven't seen their ceilings yet, so uh, mm. they actually look the biggest threats to star celebrity um, on the way up. Norm's lady's got a chance, just the draw doesn't help, but I tend to think you're probably right. No argument from me. Yep. Uh, star celebrity, I've tipped 11, 3, 4 and 7. Uh, star celebrity rightfully is the favourite because we know where she's at and she know, we know how good she, that she is, but... Um, one thing the Emma Stewart stable are, are very good at doing, getting uh, lightly raced horses uh, even up against what seems like better opposition or out of their class. And if they're good enough, they, they certainly can beat them. And what a delight. Um, I'll be interested in your opinion because um, she has been very impressive from bad draws. I mean, she's won from inside the back row twice and outside the front line in her other wins. So what sort of gate speed are we expecting? Well, I think enough. I think Kia Aura Beauty will cross Nikki Nana. I think those two will go pretty hard initially. And Mark Pitt, he will not hit that panic button early. He'll work his way to the front. Uh, the fact he's driving, what a delight, over high profile. I would assume he would have had some sort of a say in that. He, he He's driven high profile a couple of times. I know it wasn't this preparation, but... I would have thought that uh, he would have gone on the best of those two chances. I don't think uh, anyone loses anything when Ellen McDonough drives them. And, and, well, he's driven Star Celebrity every single start of its career. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm sort of with the market here, I suppose. Three and 11 each or two and high profile. I imagine works to the chair, probably hands up to Star Celebrity. And so often in these races... It ends up that way when Emma Stewart's got multiple runners. They'll have the leader, they'll have the horse in the chair and maybe the 1-1, for example, and then they sort of control the race as such and it makes it very difficult for other horses in the race. Uh, a smoky chance to a horse like Kendi's Butterfly off the pegs, uh, Wendy's Wish, uh, Nikki Nana, certainly. If she ends up on the leader's back, she could she could run a placing as well in, in what's a really good race, a $40,000 Mayor's Sprint Championship final. Race 8 is the Alabar Vic Bread Pace. And it's an, it's an intriguing race this Dan, with a lot of different form lines that seem to have merged from all over the shop. <laughs> there's mare, horses coming out of mare's grade. There's uh, Ever Hoping second up. Uh, you've got a horse like Cheers Salou, who's a three-year-old. He's Charlie's Angels. Got Queensland form coming back down here. Gee, it's a tricky race to line up, Dan. It is. It's a good race. There's a lot yeah. of different form lines, isn't there? There's... Uh... A number of horses that haven't, well, uh, only one or two horses have won in the last three starts, and one of them I'm going to put on top here. Um, 
a challenging race, but a good race because there's opportunities for plenty of horses to be able to win it. I, I don't think it's that straightforward, but I think Diamond Shoes is going really well. It was an excellent run last week. The draw should should help a bit here. Um, and remember, this is over the 1,720 metres as well, so a very mm. important barrier draw, potentially two if Celestio Matuka doesn't start. So Diamond Shoes for me, uh, the three, uh, but with plenty of other chances, ever hoping can improve here, gets the claim with Ryan Sanderson, finds the right race to be able to utilise that claim as well, so ever hoping can bounce off that first up run. Um, six, he's Charlie's Angels, got the, the strength and the speed to push forward at the start. Um, he when he left, he, he won here and he was probably just still slightly underdone, went to Queensland, tougher races. Um, and back here, he should be spot on, I would imagine, anyway. So he'll take plenty of beating, a strong winning chance. Monami is going really well and the race shape yeah. might suit her as well. There's a few others that you could give ticks to and cheers to Lou, who's got the gate speed. Alvin Savenko has been uh, racing well. All-Stars Frankie, bad gate, but respecting of. Cemetery Bay's going well. I've tipped 3, 10, 6, 11, but again, another really good race. There's plenty of races Saturday night where um, there's more than just the obvious, you know, two to three chances, and this is another one of those races. Yeah, it certainly is. I, I ended up settling on Cheers to Lou. I, I know it's a three-year-old, but it's virtually a four-year-old, and it's over the 17, 10 metres, and, and you just go back to when it when it's led on occasion at Melton against those three-year-olds, and over the middle trip dis- distance of 22.40 metres, it's been beaten five metres in 156.5. So I think that'll line up, and, and I, it's got the gate speed to lead. It's Peter Manning trained. It's got the strength of an older horse, if that makes sense, because the way Peter trains them, and I just think he's the safest play in the race. Number one, cheers to Louie. He'll certainly hold up. Zubri could run a place off the leader's back. That wouldn't surprise me. And Cemetery Bay certainly could from three back to pegs as well. If Alex Ashwood heads there, which I wouldn't be surprised he does, he could certainly run a placing off the pegs as well. He's Charlie's angel, clearly the best horse in the race, so I think on ability, no doubt about that. He had no luck in Queensland, and I wouldn't be shocked to see him bully his way to the chair and just be far too good for them. And I wouldn't be shocked to see Diamond Shoes sit sort of 1-1 and, and sprint home, dash home, and beat them as well, and ever hoping, as you mentioned, a lot of chances in a very good race. Race nine is the second heat of the Winter Trotters Cup, sponsored by Sulky App. And, uh, yeah, I love Sulky App. They help me a lot with doing my form. Uh, and it's and it's an interesting sort of Sulky App race. Does I Am Pegasus get right across at the start of this race, Dan? Does it cross them? Does it lead? And then does He's All Muscle work its way to the front? I wouldn't be surprised if that eventuated. Yeah, I think that's a likely scenario you got a horse like it egret can take a forward spot as well king's guard or gaelic lad's the one that's very quick out i mean i think they'll look to take a trail with it but it, it it's fast out so it'd be the one that would be uh more likely to be leaders back first turn i think iron pegasus could cross and then he's all muscle like you say go mm. forward unless egret balances up ahead of he's all muscle and has a crack for the lead so yeah, yeah. Uh, that in itself will be interesting um uh, nathan jack mark pitt in the early part with their respective chances and i think they're the main two chances in the race but he's all muscle um he's really putting it together he's been impressive in all his runs this preparation he's uh, and it's the maturity factor uh, of putting it all together, uh, which has stood out the most. Uh, Egret, um, 
You usually got to wait for a Group 1 race to come along for Egret to produce her best. She seems to get it right on the big days. Um, forget last start, just that stand-start run. Prior to that, runs were good, solid, fit enough now. Um, two, four, eight anywhere Hugo, uh, and one Gaelic lad. Gaelic lad's going to get a nice enough run. I am Pegasus is obviously a, a chance. Seems like it's over the odds as well, considering it looks as if it should be able to lead initially. Um, and she was first up last time and just got run down. So uh, there's improvement to come for Iron Pegasus. There might be a bit more depth here. Kingsguard's the other horse I've got a lot of time for, just um, whether it can hold a forward enough spot. It just seems to take time to balance and then is very strong. So I don't want to forget about it from being a chance here because it's a really nice type of trotter. It's actually one of the better last races we've had for quite <laughs> some time. Two, four, eight, and one. Oh, it was better than the last at Kilmore last night. Let me tell you, Dan. Four horses, and they're running 36 uh, quarters uh, anyway. And a 30. No fog? No fog, but there was a 33 minute gap between the races, something like that, for a four horse race. Anyway, uh, look, you've mentioned a lot of horses there, and there's just one more I want to highlight is Zaram. He. Came out of the back of an Inter Dominion campaign where he was not disgraced. Seventh, fifth, and mm. fifth through the heats. He's come back this prep. His first up run from four back defence at Bendigo was outstanding. He got he was five back defence at uh, Bendigo when he ran eight. So he can put a line through that one. Ran a really good race. Went fourth at Kilmore uh, again from off the pegs, and then one at Maryborough and beat the the outstanding, classily, brilliantly named Maleki. I know it's a big step up in grade, but he came off a handicap on that occasion. He came off off 30 metres. He gets into this race and a bit of speed on early. There's only eight horses in it. He's not going to be any further back than he has been at recent runs. And if they get a little bit tired in the last few hundred metres, watch for Zarem to absolutely close late. Uh, at $41, if if we've t- if if you followed my tips or you've had a, a lot of success on the night, just have a little each-way play on Zarem in the last because he could blouse them. And, uh, on the ba- and I don't disagree with anything you said, Dan. A lot of horses could win that race, and I just think the 41 might be a little bit overs for Zarem, mate. Let's get to a break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll look at some best bets from Dan. We might actually catch up on some tips for Geelong last night. I know you, uh, you gave a best bet last week at Melton on the Friday night, and I remember it winning. Um, I could tell you the name of the horse if you wanted, uh, as I find L-O-I-T it was, I reckon, uh, okay. was your best bet. And you got it home last Friday night at Melton. So we'll get some tips for Geelong tonight as well from you, Dan.